Welcome back to another episode of We Are The Ones podcast. This is the podcast where we have extraordinary conversations with extraordinary people doing extraordinary things. I'm so excited to be here today, Aviance. How are you? First of all, how are you, Aviance? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I'm I'm feeling some type of way because you know how usually I go to my girl, uh, Miss, Miss Eye Candy, yes. for something and her shop got vandalized. This yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So I really hope that the community gathered and, you know, got things together for her because that was just a terrible situation. You know, we've been seeing like a wave of uh, black businesses specifically yeah. uh, being vandalized. And uh, we got to make sure that we are, you know, throwing out support and kind of rallying around these folks. Absolutely. You, you know, because it's just nonsense that this stuff is happening. I you know. know. But, um, but the great thing, the one thing that I love about it you know, there's nothing to love about it being vandalized, you know, <laughs> right. but I'm saying the way the community does rally uh, around together, yeah, and rally together and ra- yeah. around situations that happen like this is absolutely it's, it's pretty remarkable to so see. So, Miss I can keep your head up, we got you, yeah, girl. yeah. Well, y'all yeah. still go out and support Miss I can 85 Allen Street, downtown Buffalo. Please, y'all make sure y'all go out and support her. She's doing some amazing things, she has some amazing pieces in her she store. Does. She be get, getting you right she every does. single week. That's why I'm like, yo, y'all mess up my schedule right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I really, I, I, I really hope that everything's going well on that end, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. just had a an amazing birthday weekend. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I saw, I, I, I saw. I got left out of the festivities. Yeah, I know, I know. I had to, I had to make it a, a, a all girls thing. There was no right. like. Listen, I was, I was, about, <laughs> I was definitely about to call you out today because I looked at the Facebook posts and the social media posts, and I saw some dudes there, and I was just like. Oh, you mm, saw, oh, that was mm, Erica's cousins. That had nothing to do with me, though. Mm, that had nothing to do with me. She left me out, y'all. No, no, it wasn't even like I that. I was supposed to attend the game night, <laughs> and it was supposed to be an all-girls weekend that after that. That one in the morning you had school. I could have brought him with him. Well, yeah. He would have been sleeping right in that room. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. what he thought. <laughs> but no, nah, I'm glad. It looked like y'all had an amazing yeah, time Yeah, we did. Weekend. So thank you for letting Sally out. Yeah, of course. Listen... <laughs> She, you know, Thank you for it. letting my Sally. She got to breathe every once in a while. Yeah. Well, you know, praise so. God that you know that. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. So, now I'm glad you had a good time. How, how, did, how was your weekend? Your my weekend was amazing. I got a chance to spend it with my little man, I know. and he's just so fun. Yeah, he's so fun. Yeah. You know, so we were just uh, hanging out. Uh, you know, he was with his grandparents most of the day on Saturday. Okay. Um, but uh, Sunday and Friday we were together, and it was just us, and we were just he had a ball. we were having a good time. I we know. were watching the game together. You know, we just, watched the game together. Yeah, we watched, so he that's was why chill. the deal was one. I was like, so you, yeah, know, you know, listen. Know. Every time <laughs> somebody's at my house watching the game with me, yeah, the, the bills, bills always win. win. Always, it's that or any time I actually go to a game. That's true. That's I've true. never you been to a been Bills to game right, and, they've and they've lost, lost ever. Right, that's true. So that's what I'm like. I'm okay, telling y'all, Buffalo Bills executives, front <laughs> office, what's up with them yeah, passes? Them super passes. <laughs> if we go to the Super Bowl, y'all, y'all need you, to have me there. You gotta be there. I gotta be there. <laughs> you know. So, but no. Other than that, the weekend was uh, was pretty amazing, and I'm I'm just happy to get back into this week. And I was really excited to get into uh, today and recording today because. Uh, we have an, an amazing, yes, we an amazing do. guest with us today. Uh, I got to introduce her. Please do. I have to introduce her. Please do. Her because, Roll off the red carpet. Uh, this 
phenomenal woman and I go back a little bit uh, during our time in government together. Um, when I was when I was working in government, she came in as an intern, oh, right? Wow. And okay. I knew from the very first interview, and I think I told her this too. I was like, yo, you are phenomenal. You're going to be a rock star. You knew me wow. for like three minutes. Yeah, literally. Oh it's just three in, the conver- in, the, in that three-minute conversation, yeah. I was just like, I just saw something in her. I'm just like, she's a phenomenal. I was like, there's no way we're going to let her get away. She has to come be with us, right. you know, in the situation that I was in at the time. So, so she came in and, I mean, just completely turned the place upside down, you know, uh, in a good way. Of course. In a very oh, good yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. um, I I had left and went on to, you know, different roles. And, you know, she assumed the role that I had. Mm-hmm. And she just took that thing to a whole nother level. Okay. I mean, when I tell you she did that role 10 times better than I could have <laughs> ever done it. You know, she was just absolutely <laughs> phenomenal in that space. Um, and then she's uh, since had transitioned. Uh, and now she is... Uh, the first executive director of e for all Buffalo. Yes. You know, e for all is an amazing organization that we're going to talk about, you know, I'm really uh, tapping into like the, the business ecosystem and entrepreneurial ecosystem Absolutely. Uh, for uh, specifically for women and, and minorities. Um, it's for everyone, but you know, specifically for women and minorities and even uh, for yours truly. Yeah. We're going we're, we're to talk about so, that. Yes. We are going to talk about yeah. that. So um, she has been a, a dear friend of mine, um, you know, we are, we have a personal relationship outside of the business relationship. Um, her family is just, in the, she has a beautiful family. Um, and I'm just so grateful just to be able to call her a friend, a sister. Um, and I'm so grateful to have, <laughs> um, the amazing Miss Jaweria that here on the podcast. Thank you for coming. Oh. <laughs> I'm so excited I that you're here. Seriously. I'm so happy to be here. No, we're happy to have you. Yeah, I, and listen, Jaweria is, I'm, she's super private. I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, but <laughs> she, you know, she looks amazing. She just had a, just. a baby boy not too yes. long ago, a couple of months ago, yes, and he is such He's a so beautiful, cute. beautiful young boy. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, mm-hmm. adding to the, to the already, you know, family of just all boys in the house. She's like the she's like the ultimate boy we mom. We have enough boys. Yeah. That was the problem. Yeah, it's she had, all boys. <laughs> it's all boys in the house. Okay. So that's how it was with my mom. You know, it was like oh, my yeah, mom true. and my three brothers. Right. You yep. know, so all boys. It was all boys in the house. You know, so but you know, she's uh you know, she was out on leave for a bit and recently went back and, you know, I know people are really excited to have you back. Because you've done some amazing things with E4All since yeah, its inception here. Absolutely. What was that? August of 2021 yeah, that it came? around May. May? Yeah, okay, yeah. May. Yeah. yeah. So, no, August was the, the first event that I think I helped you guys with, you yeah. know. So, um, but yeah, around May 2021. Yeah, launch was then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there was no E4All before that. So no, it was nothing. I was the first person. Yeah. It, you're literally yeah. the first. Wow. When we yeah. talk about first yeah. generation, you know, yes, people that's, that's bucking trends and everything. Like, she is... She is the epitome of a change maker. Yeah. Change maker was the first award I got since coming to this country. So, you know that, right? Yeah, I, I remember you okay. told me that. Yeah. yeah. So, and what she's talking about oh. is the uh, yeah. the change maker study and the 30 awards that we host every single year. Um, where we honor 30 individuals under the age of 30. And I think I told her at, the, at her interview, at her interview, I was just yeah. and I'm not supposed <laughs> to do that, you yeah. know, because I try to keep it very, you know, like I'm not, I, I try not to have 
real involvement when it comes to selecting, you know selecting people yeah. and such because mm-hmm. I don't want it to come off as biased, right? You know, yeah. but sometimes you just got to pull, you got to make executive decisions, <laughs> right. right? And <laughs> she was one that I had to make an, a, an executive decision for because I just knew that she she's she's a force to be reckoned with here, yeah. you know. So and, and again, she had only been in this country for a few years, you know, right prior to. I'm um, even getting that award, so oh, I can't wait to dive into that. No, yeah. I had only been. When was the award? Was it 2015? 2015, yeah. Okay, yeah, I came in 2013. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So God, first awesome. award, you know. So so me and we we're, we're gonna be connected <laughs> forever, connected to the hip. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but no, thank you again for coming. So we just want to, you know, kind of dive into your story, talk about E for All. Um, so. Let's just kind of go back, right? Because again, back you, in time, yeah. yeah. So you, you know, you came to this country, um, you know, like you said, twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, you know, uh, you lived in London, you lived in Germany. You, I'll talk about all of yeah, that. Yeah, you lived in every, you lived everywhere. So this kind of let's it. let's dive into the story a little bit. Like, what was, was Jeruria pre twenty thirteen? So let me take it all the way back to nineteen, the nineties. Um, so I'm ethnically East African. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in the region between Somalia and Ethiopia. And post-colonialism, a lot of the kind of the lines that were drawn um, are in areas where communities are still pretty much in tension. Mm. It's on agriculture land. It's on land that divides different um, tribes. So there's a lot of tension there. So Mm. by the time I was born in 1992, um, there was so much tension that my parents had to flee out. And so my parents were amongst the people who were privileged enough to leave. I think for people who couldn't, that's also another disadvantage, right? So we went outward. And the first stop we made was Italy. Mm. Um, And my mother explained to me that we stayed there for about three days. And part of that was just a transition of just trying to migrate outwards. How old were you? Were you at the time? I wasn't even one. Oh, Um, wow. I was uh, like maybe nine months, eight months old. Yeah. Um, Italy at the time, unfortunately, it wasn't really welcoming or open to accepting like new immigrants in the way where um, they didn't have a really solid asylum and a refugee system. And it was just easier to get single people working and living in Italy. So if you were family, if you had a family, it was very tough to stabilize there. Mm -hmm. So it was a three day stop. And then we settled in Switzerland. Um, I know this is crazy. <laughs> we settled in Switzerland. My mom is in her twenties. Bear in mind, she's like leaving this whole country for the first time. Doesn't speak a single language. Oh doesn't have high school education. She leaves, and then we settle in the rural parts of Switzerland. The city that we stayed in, the village is called Manedorf, and Manedorf is part of Zurich. So I speak the language that I speak is Hochdeutsch, which is um, it's. High German, that's if you translate it, that's mm-hmm. what it's called. High German? Yeah. Okay. So it's almost like, think about the Americans and the British. You know how the British think they've got the, kind of the more posh, posh version? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's what Swiss is. So it's like the high version. You know, so, okay. it's, it's, you, so you say, ich sprache Hochdeutsch. It's, I speak high German. Yeah, Whereas the Germans yeah, yeah. would wow. just say, ich sprache Deutsch. <laughs> 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 I can't even do it. I sound so ignorant right now. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, and we moved to the rural parts because my mom was a farmer. And, I mean, that's the best type of type of entrepreneur, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So she yeah. knew how to farm. So she was like, you know, if I move to a country where I don't know the language, I can make a living by farming. Yeah. So she farmed away, and we lived there for about 11 years. 
So your dad wasn't with you? No, my parents, unfortunately, then parted ways. Okay. I think between the the movement, the relocation, just really all that stuff that was happening that changed, mm-hmm. it was their marriage right. did not survive. So my father actually moved to Canada, so he really never lived with us in Switzerland. So it was really my mom raising us. So talk about strong women um, and the stuff black mothers go through. Mm-hmm. So when you say raising us, how many? Oh, there was three of us. So my brothers and I. I'm the only girl. Um, I have three brothers. And myself, there's the four of us. Yeah, she so she this. raised, she did this solo. All yeah. by herself without knowing the language. No language, no high school education. Never traveled outside of her country. Wow. She was always in Somalia, and that was it. This was the first time she's in her 20s. So your older brothers, were they going to school at first before y'all moved? Or did they start no, their schooling? No, everybody, we're kind of back-to-back. So my oldest is three years older than me. The other one's two and a half older than me almost. And then the other one's younger than me. Okay, so y'all all started school in Switzerland. Switzerland was our first kind of formal education. Okay, yeah. so how was that? Because now you have friends and everything there, and Ooh. they're... <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask I mean, about that. <laughs> that's where I found out I was black for the first time. So, no, you know, really? Yeah, I was, like, I was I about to that. ask that, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was my experience. Oh, my God. So I'll tell you something funny that happened. Um. So I wasn't wearing a headscarf. I started wearing a headscarf when I was when I was about 17, 18. But um, I have curly hair, um, and I have a fro if you cut it off, I guess. But um, I came to my teacher one day, and I said, hey, how do you get your hair straight like that? Because the style was pretty much straight, like yep. a little bun. I know. Yep. And she said, oh, I use a specific shampoo. So I went home, and I told my mom, and I said, hey, mom, you got to buy the shampoo. My hair is going to look like that. Can't, you can't do the head and shoulders. So, <laughs> <laughs> head and shoulders. My mom then says, oh, you know, if you wash it, like it's not going to, their hair is just straight. Um, she didn't know about hair straighteners or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So she was like, no, I think we just have different textures. It's not going to work out mm-hmm. for you. And then it had a lot of volume. So my mom would always do a top braid and a bottom braid. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it. Whereas the other girls, you know, they would have a little tiny ponytail and there was barely anything coming out. And I thought that was so cool. <laughs> I'm like, I have so much. It takes long. <laughs> so one day at home, I shaved. I made no. a circle. Jesus. What? I shaved the circle. Oh <laughs> I told you, we're going to get real deep today. <laughs> <laughs> I shaved the circle. And the reason I did that was because I wanted the volume to decrease. I shaved the circle, and then I put everything in a bun, and I'm like, oh, great. And my mom came home, and she saw that, and then she realized we have to pack up and leave. <laughs> That's how we left. Are you serious? I'm so serious. Wow. So you um, never went back to school after you changed your head? No, at that same year, we moved out. And my mom said, like, she didn't even want to move to the city of Switzerland. She said, I need my daughter, in order for us to survive society and my daughter not to go crazy, we have to find people that look like us. Wow. So it was no one who looked like you guys. We were the only blacks in the whole village. What was what was that what was that dynamic like, right? Yeah. Did you experience I know you said you experienced that the fact that you were actually you realized the fact that yeah. you were black. Because like my teacher in kindergarten, like we would learn about Africans like holding mm. stuff on their head, like with mm. a fruit basket. Okay. And like my teacher would ask me, Hey, do you know how to do this? Oh my god. Like just from a very like a tone deaf perspective. And uh. I remember coming home and asking my mom, like, hey mom, am I supposed to know right. how to do this? She was like, No, you really don't. <laughs> you don't know how to do this. <laughs> so, so outside of I mean, the country Yo. was beautiful. I mean, I can imagine it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, it just wasn't for us. Right. And right. I think in combination of that, other challenges also at the time. Now it's their policies have changed. But at okay. the time, um, if you were not a native 
and you didn't have their citizenship like the way that they wanted you to, you couldn't um, aspire towards or you couldn't become professionals or choose types of careers that you wanted. So you can't go into medical oh, wow. school, for instance, at university. Oh, wow. You can't become a doctor. Like there are certain things that you cannot do as a result of you not being native. Mm-hmm. Now they change that. Now you don't have to be a native anymore. Like years later, I think they realized the benefits of the diversity. When did that oh, change? Yeah. I don't know, but definitely not the first 10 years that we lived there. Okay. So between that, so my mom knowing that eventually when we were ready to go to college, we could not pursue the path that we wanted. And she had already left everything in her hometown. So for her to come to another country where we would then be crippled or live within limitations, I think mm-hmm. it wasn't going to work. And then me shaving the top was kind of, you know. You that have was, pictures? That was hot. I broke the camera Do you have pictures? She shaved the rest of it off after that. Oh, so she did. Okay, she did. yeah. She okay. Did. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to picture how it looks right now. Yeah, like, well, you shave just the middle of yeah. it, just the center, you know. So then that way you can I'm, still pull your hair together. No, I I get your thoughts. Well, genius, I don't. right? I, get your th- <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm thinking like George Jefferson. Like it was nothing at the top, hair on the sides. <laughs> No, but like the thing about it, it she, she still has hair all around. Yeah, though, I have so hair all She around. can still cover it up. And she has a nice ponytail. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if, you just, if you move your finger, then, you know, you'll see it. But outside of that, you'll... Wow. It'll... Okay. Okay. So I learned it, that it I was grew black. back, right? Yeah. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it did. Okay. I just okay. want to make sure, you know, if you take your... If you were to take your job off right now, is it going to be a circle right now? Okay, so it's not. All right. So, yeah, we packed up. And then we moved... We actually moved to Sweden after that. Okay. I don't know if you know oh that. Oh, my wow. goodness. And then I moved to a small town called... But this was part of Stockholm. Okay. Stockholm has a city called Rinkeby, Um, And they speak Svenska. So I speak Svenska, but it's I'm, I don't think I'm fluent anymore. I was fluent, but okay. I lived there for two years. Um, we did that. And Sweden, I think, for my mom, was like, a, let me figure out which European country. Because mm-hmm. at this point, we had citizenship where we could figure out where we would want to move to. And so... She kept making calls, so good for her, speaking of, you know, speaking about networking. Mm. And finally, she settled on England. It was, you know, highest chance of us succeeding, most stability. Other family members were also moving to England. Um, and two years later, you know, we moved to the UK, we moved to England, and I stayed there until I moved to this country. Um, at that point, I knew I was black, you know, so, I <laughs> so. everything was fine. After that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so then in high school, where mm-hmm. where were you during high school? High were school, you... I was in England. Oh, you were in England. Yes. Okay, high okay. So middle school and primary school, I was in Switzerland and mm-hmm. Sweden, and then in England, I was there for high school. So I started in seventh grade. Okay, over there, seventh grade is high school. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay, because yeah. so that's like junior high. Okay. Because you graduate by 11th grade. Mm-hmm. There's no 12th grade. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Like yeah. college and university is different. Yeah. Right, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so in high school, is that kind of where you started noticing who you were, what you wanted to do, you know, certain, your your actual, the, the core values and everything of yourself, is that kind of where it happened in high school or was it a little later? Um. So... I asked that question to my mom also because I wanted to know where I, like, how did this come about? Like, how did I develop my own personality? I'm actually kind of curious, too. And she says to me, she said that I was a special different kid, let's just say that. But um, she made an example and she said there was one time we were in a playground when I was young and my mom slipped. And when my mom slipped, the kids started making fun of her that she slipped and they just, you know, started joking and laughing. She said, none of your brothers, yeah. She said, none of your brothers said anything. They just helped me up. 
You, however, she said, you started attacking them and saying that's how jerks they were. Yes. Like, that's what, <laughs> yes, Zerilia. <laughs> so she said, you were a fire to begin with. Like, if you saw okay. something wrong, you yeah. would call it out. Like, it. you wow. weren't just... So mm-hmm. I guess in a weird... I don't know. I just... And I think I was like maybe four or five when mm-hmm. this happens. So, you know, fast forward... Um, in England, I don't know, I just found myself always being an advocate for the underdog, like just finding issues or gaps within a system, mm-hmm. um, seeing ways that I can be part of something, especially like when it comes to like changing mm-hmm. or pivoting, redirecting. Um, and I never kind of, ex- if I saw that anyone was doing anything, mm-hmm. I never assumed that they were doing it perfectly. I would always think of ways that it can be done better. Okay. So I don't know, I guess maybe... And just coming from a sing- maybe a single parent household, knowing that my mom was con- constantly advocating for us and figuring out, you know, ways that she can pave the way for us. I think some of that played it. Um, but yeah, definitely the challenges is what shaped me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that when, when, when did your love for like public service started mm-hmm. to come into play? Was um, that more when you got here to this country or was it? No, because to- I was doing some stuff even in England too. Okay. Um, we had this um, nonprofit that we started called Guiding Stars. Guiding Stars. Okay. I have to send this link to my friends back home now so they can see it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm giving a shout out to Guiding Stars. Um, and we started Guiding Stars because we noticed that people that looked like us just weren't going camping. That was the issue. Oh, wow. Like every, okay. And yeah, England is so me. dense and we're always in the city. You too? You hate camping? Yeah, not doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to get you in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Open up your horizon. Okay. <laughs> um, so we started reaching out to other people, people of color, blacks, brown, you name it. Um, I don't even know what term we should use, but I guess people of color, people understand what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would organize so that people would feel safe and go camping knowing that they're going to be all right. So that mm-hmm. was the issue, right? Mm-hmm. People don't want to go on their own because they're worried about what they're going to meet. They don't want to be in a hostile environment, what potentially can happen because the stairs and, you know, the looks like you're not supposed to be here. So mm-hmm. we organized that and we would go to Wales and we would go to Dover, which is the bottom part of England. Um, they have white cliffs. It's so pretty. Mm-hmm. And then after you go to Dover, we would take the ferry and cross over to France sometimes. And you pay about five pounds on a ferry mm-hmm. and you come back. Like we built this whole thing and it was amazing. And then in addition to that, there was other stuff like tutoring. And so that was kind of like my first job also. Like That's I would awesome. get paid tutoring. Yeah. Wow. Um, so that was like the kind How of the you? social impact. Yeah. I was like. 14, 15, 16, I was kind of starting. Yeah. That was that was a oh lot of my fun. Oh my gosh. god. Yes. That was really good. Wow. See, I told you she was a rock. Like, listen, <laughs> she was she was like 21, 22 when you first yeah. came. You yeah, know, when I, I when I first met you. Yeah. Because yeah. I just turned 30, yeah. Yeah. So that's so that's crazy. So so okay, uh you were in the UK. Mm-hmm. You transitioned over to the United States. What brought you over here? So I started my university career in England too. Okay. I transferred when I came here. Okay. So I met Mohammed. Life changed. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going him? to the U.S. So Mohammed was a transfer student over um, with Duval. Not transfer, sorry. Um, he was doing like a study abroad program. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he came. But when we started digging into like our relationships, our family, his father and my father also know each other. Like back home. Yeah. Wow. So I don't just, think I ever knew that. Wow. Yeah. Like he, they both know each other from when we finally started connecting like the tribes and all of that. So it became, I think my mom even felt more comfortable me moving away. Okay knowing that it wasn't just, like, a bunch of strangers I was getting into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, that my mom's only daughter, you know? Yeah. yeah. Of we were supposed to, like, live together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this happened. But, um, 
So when we met, that's, I guess, when, you know, life's... And right away, he was like, hey, you know, you've moved all your life. Come on, move right. one more time. Move one more time. <laughs> I swear to God. And then he told, you know, he was from New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, and really? New York? Oh, okay. Yeah, he said he was from New York. And I think in my mind... Oh, okay. Like, he I'm talking New- about the city, New York. It, yeah, she didn't think... She didn't know it was Buffalo. That's no. what it was. No. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, like, I'm from, know, oh, you know, I swear to you. I imagined, like, the Statue of Liberty. Oh, no. Oh, poor baby. Um, he got City yeah. Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Got the electric tower, <laughs> anchor bar. <laughs> canal side. Canal side. Didn't even have canal side back then. Oh, there was no canal side. No. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I went through thing. a lot. I mean, he, he sold me a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get it. That's how you get a real event, brother. Real event, mom. Let's go. It's like I live in New York. <laughs> um, and, I mean, I only knew the U.S. from what I saw on TV. So I, I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. And I would always go to Canada only because my father lives in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. when he said he lives in Buffalo, I was like, oh, like, you know, we, we're, I, we ended up checking it out. I'm like, oh, this makes sense. So then the next time I came out to see my dad, because I would come to see him over the summers, I traveled across the border. And I, oh. and I just remember looking around and I'm like, <laughs> this is New York City. <laughs> like, are you sure? I have to look at the map because I'm like, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm going maybe to South America. Away. I don't know. I, I thought I was going to South America for a minute. And no disrespect there, but like, just no fun intended there. But I was shocked. Never seen so many short buildings in your I've, life. I've never seen a vacant building before. Really? A vacant building. Because yeah. wow. England is high commodity. Mm, a building yes, that's it vacant yeah. is either for sale or for rent. Mm-hmm. Okay. The buildings here at the time are even sometimes even now yeah, it's, it's vacant and it's just sitting it's there just sitting. Yeah. it's not for sale it's especially not for during that time that you came yeah I mean, it, they yeah. changed a lot over the crazy. last you know 10 years or so but yeah. prior to that i mean yeah. sheesh yeah, yeah it, was rough. it was bad yeah so um and then unfortunately my friends still think i live in the city now, <laughs> now? <laughs> yeah so i swear i don't see anything is it worth it like, wait, do you never plan for them to come visit you? <laughs> I had one friend who said, listen, I'm, I found an internship in New York City. She was modeling. Go, 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 like, we go should go grab get coffee. Airbnb. She said, we should grab coffee. <laughs> and I'm like, I live kind of like six hours away. She was like, didn't you say you live in New York? <laughs> yeah, it's like over the bridge a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's 45 minutes oh, away no. on a plane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so when I, and then I came here and I guess, um, and part of the reason why I didn't graduate with my bachelor's in the UK was I called some of the universities here locally and I said, because I knew I wanted to further my education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, if I have my bachelor's degree from the United Kingdom, um, it's a merited university. How would my, posi- oh, yeah. how would my position work um, moving on to graduate school? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they said it wouldn't work so well because... England doesn't have, we don't have gen eds in the UK. Mm-hmm. When you're taking a bachelor's degree, it's just three years and it's just that program itself. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if it's biology, it's just biology. You don't take any classes, anything else outside of that. So they were like, you would have to come and take some of the gen ed courses, like the languages and, you know, the health sciences and all that. So I'm mm-hmm. like, well, then in that case, maybe it's best I transfer. And then I ended up doing 18 months and then I graduated. Okay. Great. So, and that's kind of how and things... You were at U, UB, right? I was at UB, yeah. Right. So I guess, and that's at the time when I... Uh, met you yes for the first time yeah, yeah. yeah um i ended up just googling and i thought you know what let me just learn about this city and i thought 
the best way to learn about the city was let me just be in their government, see how they actually govern the mm-hmm. city because something ain't going right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like why? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was like an American issue maybe. Um, I wouldn't so much say it's a Buffalo issue only. It's definitely an American issue in terms of like how Rust Belt cities look. Yeah. The blight, yeah. the dilapidated conditions and mm. just the culture itself. Um, and so the first internship that came up was actually the Urban Fellows Urban Program Fellows. Wow. when I said City of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, great. Let me submit an application. So I have a uh, question. You coming from England, mm-hmm. what's some differences that you see between the United States and England? <clears throat> when I first came here, I used to say, can I get a glass of water? <laughs> can I get a glass of water? <laughs> I, I always say, I'm, you I'm, always, because you was acting water? so bad. Can I get a glass of water? 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 Water, yeah. Water? Like the A is pronounced as an O. Oh, water? Yeah. Water. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to learn this my thing. My brother, my sister. <laughs> Fix your oh, face. <laughs> and I mean, language was a big barrier because um, like sidewalk is, you know, the pavement. It's not the parking lot. It's the car park. Um, just, and then I went, to Mc, I went to McDonald's to get McFlurry for the first time, mm-hmm. okay? And they said to me, what size? I'm like, <laughs> I can choose? Wait, y'all don't, wait, what you mean? In, in English, There's no just, size option. Yeah. It's just small. Oh. No one asks you for this what size. This is exactly why we are the fattest country exactly. in the world. You know, I say this exactly. all the time. Yeah. Wow. I have some friends um, from the UK. They mm-hmm. came over here, um, I want to say around like 2012, 2013. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I was with them down in New York City. We went that. We were down there for Fashion Week. And so I took them to, um, I think it was Johnny Rockets or something like that. Oh, like, okay. Mm-hmm. They, it blew their mind. Wow. Like, just... Um, just the the the, ta- the taste of the food, everything is just different. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of the ingredients that we have in our foods. They're actually banned in a lot of countries. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 It, there's some cereal brands that are banned in Europe yep. that aren't banned in this yeah. country. Yeah. Like I was in Canada recently, and I just went there to, to Niagara Falls, and I'm just I'm just eating at, at a pizza restaurant. You know what I mean? And it was just like, yo, this is. Oh, what the, what the, what is this like? Yeah, like, but it's different. I mean, yeah. because like they just they don't use the same ingredients that we use in okay. our Okay, mm-hmm. okay. You know, we we put a lot of different additives and, and things that yeah, and and preservatives. Yeah. That, you know, yeah, okay. and the stuff that's really not good for it. You, is you yeah. know, so. it is. Wow. So then, how was that for you? Because so to come like, here and know, yeah, yeah. Like between the food, um, I mean, you even try Subway for instance. The American cheese. It's not called American cheese everywhere else in the world. It's called plain cheese. Mm-hmm. And I remember just saying, can I get the plain cheese? And they were so baffled. They were like, you mean American? <laughs> I'm like, I guess. <laughs> and then I would keep forgetting. So every time I went to Subway, I would say, oh, the buffalo cheese. The, the, buffalo the New York cheese. No. And it became, oh, my God. It was so. And really what saved me, not, I don't know if I want to say saved me, but what helped me understand American culture was Glee. I started watching a lot of Glee, Glee, episodes. Glee. episodes. Yeah. The musical? Yes, the movie. Wow. The, the TV show. Glee. Wait, yeah. is it? It was a TV show. It was a TV show, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so the, it's, it's, it's not the musical. They have a musical, they have too, a musical but it's for, oh, but they they a, have, a TV, the, the TV show. show yeah. It, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, because Glee was big around about those five years and when I was leaving the UK around that time and then coming here. I'm like, I, because I would start, I would say jokes and people wouldn't get it. <laughs> you know? Like what? Yeah. Give us a joke. Give us a joke real quick. I mean, it was, a joke. I don't think it was inf- like, say somebody was just kind of trickling behind so much. I'd be like, oh, you're such a slow coach. A slow coach. <laughs> yeah. And people would be like, huh? 
So it it's means so like, close. oh, you're moving, you know, stop, like you're moving like a snail. Like, yeah, yeah. But okay. it's supposed to be funny. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's me. And people wouldn't <laughs> laugh. You're not laughing. Yeah. Nobody's laughing at my no. joke. Or I wouldn't laugh at their jokes. And so. Right. Yeah. They probably was, think you stuck up and like, you know. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you something funny I did at City Hall that first couple. When they employed me, um, in England, they have something called bank holiday. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here we have like Labor Days and a bunch yeah, of other stuff, but there's no bank holidays yeah, here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, for some reason, I was talking to my mom, like I think the night before, and she was like, "Oh, it's bank holiday on Monday." I assumed it's bank holiday also, so I didn't come to you work. You didn't come that Monday. <laughs> you know, so y'all don't play that shit. So y'all don't play that. I got a call around I think twelve o'clock, and like, they were you? like, "Hey, <laughs> where are you? Are you coming into work?" And I'm like. No, I'm not. Wait, did I call you? Yeah. And they're like, why not? And I'm like, because it's bank holiday. They're like, Jawaria, there is no holiday. You need to come here. I'm like, now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. No. So yeah. I had hiccups like oh, that. Wow. Or I had, we were thinking about giving somebody a nickname. And her name started, I don't want to say her full name, but it started with T. And the nickname I came up with was Teabag. I'm done. <laughs> Listen, everybody in the room was like, thank, Nakia was in the room that day, thank mm-hmm. God. Nakia said, Jawair is from England. She doesn't know what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Nakia, I hope you're watching this episode. She's like, Jawair doesn't realize what just happened. <laughs> and, yeah, and she told me, she was like, just type in Urban Dictionary to bag. And... Oh my god! Oh, I'm never gonna forget I think that. I would have made you my friend because, like, I gotta <laughs> see what else she gonna say throughout the days. Yeah, wow. it was difficult, man. Like, what was me, what was me. like black culture? Like, how was black culture different from over, over there? there versus over here? Mm. There's a lot of there's a lot of Caribbean influence there. Yeah. So, sure. um, oh, nice. yeah. So, Jamaica, like a lot of Jamaicans. Okay. Of course, the biggest dialect for them is Patois. So they have they kind of infused the Patois um, dialect into the English. Um, in general, I think us as black people were more stylish in the UK. I feel like I went from being like a I 7 out of 10 in UK that. and I came when I was like 11 out of 10. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you, you do have some fly coats. Yeah, you be walking in. That's what she said to me at yeah. the interview. You were like, your jacket is different. Yeah, yeah, because like, <laughs> yeah, it was from Zara in the UK. Yeah, yeah, it's different out there. Wow. Yeah, like Forever 21 That's when I first different. learned about Zara. Like, I had never been to the UK, but I, yeah. you know, just through friends and such, they were like, oh, do you have a Zara out there? I'm like, I've never even heard of Zara before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think I, my first one was either in Toronto that I went to mm-hmm. or either in New York City. And I'm just like, oh my, like, as a matter of fact, this is from Zara. You know what I mean? Like, okay. yeah, Zara's like it's one of my yeah. favorite, favorite places to shop now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess the style and the culture. Um, and in a way, you know, because, and I don't want to get too deep really right away, but America has more of like a race related issue, right? In, in England, it's more of a class issue. Mm. The race division isn't there as much, mm-hmm. if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's probably because of how dense and how small the country is. Like, you can't have an east side and a west. Like, it just wouldn't realistically make sense there. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely that class um, issue and disparity. Um, so, yeah, it's night and day. Yeah. Wow. It's night and day, yeah. But I like my black people here, too, because I'm here and I'm <laughs> repping Buffalo now, you know? <laughs> I'm Team City of Good Neighbors. <laughs> yeah, yes, you are. You are definitely Team City of Good Neighbors. So, yeah. um, so you, you've done a lot of work, you know, uh, in public service. Like I said, during the time that you were an urban fellow, and then even after that, you know, you were the external affairs manager. Yep. 
for the citizen for the office of uh, citizen. It's a mouthful. Yes, yeah, oh, division of citizen services. Yeah. There we go. There yeah. we go. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, this and I talk- got my master's degree in planning and yeah. architecture, so then I was kind of like a, in between the two departments, right? Planning and I and saw a lot of a lot of the, the plans and stuff that you would co- you would come up with, like yeah. just ideas that you would have, just mm-hmm. like redevelopment of like I think the one you showed me it was like for the Boulevard Mall or something like that. Oh yeah, 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 I remember yeah. That. so yeah. Um, just trying to talk about just talk to like you know some of these the the more pressing issues that you know that you've encountered here that you really wanted to kind of lend your time to, your voice to, to try to make that, you know, make some changes here. Yeah. So before I even came here, in the beginning, I was kind of figuring out a way to become an attorney and become a family lawyer. That mm-hmm. was kind of like my end goal, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first job job while I was in college in the UK, I worked for LinkedIn. LinkedIn has, yeah, LinkedIn has this AI thing where they consult with other companies and they want to help those companies figure out, to set up some sort of like an algorithm where they don't have to recruit or interview hundreds of employees. For example, Amazon, when you submit an application, nobody's reading your application. It's a system that kind of makes a determination if you should move forward or not. So we would help set up those algorithms. And what you notice is they would say, you know, well, data's not racist, but they kept hiring the same people, right? Mm. It's like, well, we're just kind of going off of whatever. But Mm. whoever inputs this and designs that format and says, if you come from this type of university, have this level of experience, we're going to put you in. And if that person doesn't look like you, then, of course, they're going to not recruit someone that looks like you. Mm -hmm. And so quickly we started noticing that. So with that knowledge, I think I quickly realized, and that was like the transition of me moving from the U.K. to the U.S., Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I started getting to the data science sort of things. And my at the time, my good friend said to me, the best liars in the world know statistics. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to know your numbers. Mm-hmm. And um, not to say anyone should be the best liar. Okay? Like, <laughs> beside the point, I'm telling you. But you've got to know how to, you know, use numbers. Because too often what happens is we'll see a statistic that says, oh, you know, this is happening, this is happening. It's a data and evidence. It's BS. Mm-hmm. It's whoever writes and manipulates that data. You can tell data. You can use data to tell any story you want, right? Good or bad, right? It doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. that's why data is not really the end of be all. Try using data to describe a puppy. Can you? I think I can. Go on, use data. So on the spot, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. The describe square root. The <laughs> There you go. I have no there idea. You go. I have no idea. <laughs> it's not possible. But we rely so much on data alone, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so coming to this country and then seeing, I guess, just how things were so different, I felt like England was so, especially Birmingham, where I grew up, it was so advanced. It's almost like, in a way, 50 years of what, what maybe. Mm. Buffalo is like 50 years behind Birmingham in the U.K., so I was like, this is going to be an opportunity for you, me to be part of something mm-hmm. as it grows. Right, right. In the UK, I wasn't really part of something to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know what I okay. mean? I was already, people had already built solution, right. solution systems. Right. So I think getting that internship, meeting Jamil, and then kind of, I think one thing you told me was like, you know, build your network. Mm-hmm. Get to know people. Mm-hmm. It's who you know, right? right. Not even yeah. what you do. Mm-hmm. So it was a combination of that. I was figuring out my career. Um, law school didn't so w- work out. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm like, family law is not going to work out for me. It's just too depressing, unfortunately. I couldn't do that. Um, 
then it was just like this pivotal time of I'm understanding how systems work. I'm good with data. I'm good with data. I need to know how communities are built. And so for my master's, that's how I ended up going through the architecture and planning. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I guess the rest was history. But honestly, it was like those little things over the years that happened. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest. I mean, I come from the UK, yes. And people sometimes think I live in this posh house. I'm like, no, I lived in public housing. Mm -hmm. We lived in a flat. A flat is like a... Like the complex, the compounds here, mm -hmm. where the mm -hmm. government helps, you know, subsidize. Okay. So my mom had a 20-hour... It's different out there, though. Yeah. It? It's different. In a good way. It's like a posh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it ain't like the projects out here. Because that, cause that's, that was what I was thinking. Mm. No, okay, I swear it's, it's not. Okay. Because well, poverty is the same everywhere, I swear to God. Poverty, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's... Yeah, living conditions UK, are a different. UK mm. poverty, I think, is yeah. a little different. Okay. Uh, but it's, yeah, may, maybe it's better to be poor in England than being poor here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, we got free, <laughs> we, we got free healthcare, you know, so yeah. you can be an entrepreneur and not worry about that. That's a big deal, I guess. Take my ass Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Huge. <laughs> That's huge, yeah. That's what kills I entrepreneurship here. Like, oh, what you my do gosh. with. What Seriously. You do, yeah. 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 How do you get around your healthcare? Um, wow. Okay. Mm. Yeah. That's the one thing I love about um, being here in Buffalo because, yeah, we are, I don't think we are the most progressive city. You know, mm -hmm. I think we, we are making strides to, you know, to go in that direction. But I think there's so much room for opportunity here. Absolutely. You know, so, so much. You, oh you can really just really carve out your lane yeah. and really, you know, yeah. be that big fish in the small pond. Right. You know, right. so, yeah. and, and I think that's kind of been the secret to my yeah. success, so to speak, mm -hmm. is that I've been able to, you know, instead of me, you know, going off into some big city where I just get swallowed up and just be, mm -hmm. you know, I, I was able to make a name for myself here in Boston. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Like you, you can, can have really a bigger you. impact. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And you can take that. You can leverage that, you know, in other places that you go to. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Absolutely. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. yeah. I think that's part of the reason why I decided to stay. Um, as difficult as it was, like coming from the UK. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, banking was is being done different here. It's so backward. The fact that we have fees in the UK, yeah. the datas are so collected. Like you can go, you can have a key bank account. Mm -hmm. You can go to M&T, withdraw your money. There's no fees associated. Oh, yeah. Like things are technology-wise, we're so far advanced. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I'm coming to the US and I have to kind of go back yeah. in a way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which is so interesting because everyone wants to sell this American dream, but they don't know the cost yeah, the, of this American And the American, American exceptionalism, yeah. you know, and it's, you yeah. realize that it's not that exceptional. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not, not all really Hollywood, yeah. 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 Like, in reality, it's it's very different. Like, I think technology-wise, data-wise, data-sharing-wise, mm -hmm. Europe, especially the UK, has a they're far more advanced. Mm -hmm. um, some of the things that we're doing now, they were the UK was doing it 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started noticing that, and that became very difficult for me to know. Yeah, yeah. Was was an an accomplishment that you have done since being here that that you hold dearly to you, that really speaks to you? I mean, I became a mom here. Like, yeah. I got my first house here. You know what I mean? Like, adulthood, I did it here. Okay. Like, I I built a community here that's working for something. It's they're building a vision that we haven't even seen yet. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think I felt that when I was in the UK. Like, it's it's just different here, the energy. Mm -hmm. um, so I became the, the version I am today because of me being in Buffalo. And I think part of that was motherhood, the friendships, the community, being in a city like Buffalo mm -hmm. as, you know, with all the challenges that it has means, you know, translating that to the different opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, 
cherish that so deeply, yeah. It depends on how you look at things. You know, do you look at the glass half full or, or half, half empty? empty right? Yeah. You know, and, you know, people like us, we choose to look at it as half full, right? Because mm-hmm. um, we, and it, it's so much that we could, you know, we can lend our time, our talents to, to make the city a better place, to make our communities a better place. And, you know, and I love it because, like, we're young. We're young and we're doing this stuff. Yeah. And, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, you know, oftentimes, like, the, you know, I, and I'm not trying to get into a whole, I was you know, about to say, because I yeah. know where you could go with this. Yeah, but, you know, some, <laughs> some, some people sometimes, you know, they're afraid to pass the buck. You know, That's they don't want to pass that baton. Yeah. Because for a lot of people, especially a lot of the older generation, you know, whatever little sense of power that they've, you know, they've attained, you know, they just trying to hold on to it for as, yeah. as long as they can, you know? So it's, you know, and it, it's, it's a different feeling sometimes, you know, when it's like, I've been in this space for so long. You trying to tell me I got to pass this along to these young, yeah. like, nah, you know? So, but, um, you know, and that's why I just, I'm just so impressed by, you know, what you've been able to do since you've been over, been over here because you've been able to do this stuff at a very oh my early Seriously. young age. Yeah. Oh, like you said, you just turned 30. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you I don't feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> but you were able to do all of these things yeah. before the age of 30, which has been, it's been yeah. absolutely phenomenal. You know? But you know what's interesting, Jamil? And I'm just, um, it's, I'll still sometimes, like in a room where I'm like nobody knows me, people can still come to me and just say, do you speak English? Like, it's, there's still, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's still real. Like, yeah. regardless of all the great things I've done from, wow. like, the merits, the credentials, the experience, it's still the perception of, you know, oh, you must be oppressed because of the way you're dressed, mm. you, you know? Mm. Um, okay. She probably doesn't speak the language. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we've got a long way to go. So I don't, because I know that we have to get into, like, the business side of things. Yes, and and everything. But I want to just, I, I got to ask this question, though. Okay. So if it's, if it's too personal or whatever, you don't have to, but. Yes, you do. <laughs> Never mind. Yes, do you I have do. a choice? <laughs> no, you don't. Not, not, not Actually, you don't have a choice. My, yeah. my bad. You don't have a choice. Okay. Um, but growing up the way that you did, not having your father, meaning that you didn't see that dynamic. Right. You being a wife right now. Was that was that a challenge for you because you never really seen it done? And if so, what's something that you've learned even about yourself being in marriage? <laughs> That's so funny. Absolutely. <laughs> That's not even a question. When I was growing up, all my friends were single family households. When they them. said they have a dad in their life, it was crazy. We would okay. be like, you have a dad? <laughs> he's in your life? Like, he's going to pick you like up from now? school? <laughs> oh, my God. Can we see him? Right. <laughs> like, is he real? Like, um, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't have friends that had a dad in their life. Wow. Like, it was so normal to just have a mom. Okay. Nobody had a dad. It was a luxury to have a dad. Wow. Um, okay. My kids see that they now have a mom and dad. My brother-in-law and my sister, like, all of the people that they know, except for me, are actually married people, like, within the family that they now see. Like, my husband's side of the family. Like, both of his sisters are married, and they, you know, they're together. My husband's parents are together for a decade. Um, grandparents. So it's like, they sometimes ask me, 
Um, well, my dad's probably not going to watch this podcast, so I can mention it. Um, <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I'm going to send him the link. When we, <laughs> so my dad, you know, you know, you know, things, life move on. Life moves on. My mom didn't remarry, but my father did. And when my kids found out, like, they kind of got to the age where they're like, you know, let's figure out this marriage thing. They would ask, um, they would ask my dad's wife, hey, so did you marry my granddad? She's not my dad. After he left our grandma oh, or no. before? No. Like, no. like no. They would, and I would have to immediately interject. Like, That's I, a home question. Yeah, I couldn't for the be- in the beginning, like I couldn't leave them together in a room without them saying something. Mm. Um, or they would just be like, Whoa. hey, you know, set up a call. Your mom and dad might fall in love again. And be like, why does your mom live in England and your dad lives in Toronto? You know, that's kind of weird. Look at daddy's parents. But I love that they think it's so abnormal that I come mm-hmm. from a single parent. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. I, that's, that's, that's fascinating. To me, yeah. I've done my job at that point. Absolutely. And so that's inspiring to me. Marriage is work. I've watched the previous episodes. There is no, there, you know, there is no silver lining. Like, you've got to work towards it. The same way you put your best foot forward for a job, for anything else, career-wise, you've got to do that in your marriage, too. And so, um, for my parents, I think them parting ways was probably for the best thing. Okay. We're not going to get into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I love that my kids think it's abnormal, whereas I thought it was abnormal to have a father. Right. So, our dynamic mm-hmm. is so different. Wow. So, you really yeah. just change a whole generation yeah. Yeah. like that. It's just insane. That's and, good. Um, you know, and hopefully, they'll be in a position where they can say, my parents did this. I've seen compassion and love in front of me mm-hmm. from a household. Um, and they don't have to wonder what it's like to live in a two-parent house. Talk about that first. Yeah. Gen- that's first-generation love, you. right there. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's, that's amazing. It's privilege. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Daddy issues are for real. Are real. Oh, real. No, for, listen, I've dealt yeah. with them for a very long time. So. <laughs> Wait, hello. Yeah, I think we all have. Yeah, therapist on speed dial. So, no. you know, if, uh, you know, you're doing the City Hall stuff and you're working in government. I want to talk about City Hall stuff, too. Uh, you want to talk? Yeah, we can yeah. talk about City Hall stuff. That's six years like of my life. Here, so. Yeah, so, okay, so, so let's talk about City Hall stuff. Like, so, you know, uh, it's, it's, so, it's so many different areas that I can go with this. So, um, you know, because I'm privy to, you know, um, some things uh, just from seeing you work before, just conversations that we've had offline. Um, and I've seen you work. I've seen you, you know, do the work and I see how, uh, I, I could sing your praises all day, you know, about just how great you are. Um, but just, just talk about like some of those things. What were some of the challenges just that you had like while working at City Hall? In government? Cause we. <laughs> <laughs> we know, we know we had some challenges. <laughs> um, no, I mean, in reality, it's you. Ha- there's two challenges. There's the perception of what the community thinks of you to begin mm-hmm. with, because you fall into this mm-hmm. pocket of, but mm. you're in the government. You got to be part of this system. How are you going to be one of us right. fighting this fight with us? Yeah. And I'm like, do you all know that you're giving me a fight and then I'm also having an internal mm-hmm. fight? That's so true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, from, I mean, how many. The, how many real estate, I mean, when it, in terms of like our real estate, how many black people in the city are in that top 10% that mm-hmm. own real estate? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, who are the wealthiest? Like, in terms of us as people, as black people, we don't really have that pull right now. Mm-hmm. We don't have that generational wealth. 
So I think we're, and it's not just a government thing. I mean, there's a lot of red tape. That's, you know, everybody knows that. But it's also me coming in as the first for some of these things. Mm -hmm. They hadn't seen someone that looked like me with my degree mm -hmm. trying to do the work that I'm trying to do. It's like, who is she? Right. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And along the way, there's going to be people who will try to, you know, discredit you, to try to cripple you, to say, oh, wait, she's going too fast. She's, you know, she's she's trying to shine too much right now. Mm -hmm. We oh, can't go to these oh, places. Oh, oh, he felt that. Oh, he felt that. Trigger, trigger. Oh, so triggering right now. Mm. Mm, yeah, okay. and I think that's that's because if what, the minute people look at you and then you look different, it's like, you know, how dare you fit into this space? Mm. You know, you're different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and that's bound to happen. Right? Mm -hmm. You're going to shake and move some things. Yeah. Um, and then on the back end, sometimes the community feels like, you know, hey, you must have all the power because you work there. Mm -hmm. Not realizing that you're advocating for them. Mm -hmm. And you're also trying to prove yourself advocating for yourself Self, right? for yeah. entering this space to begin with. Mm -hmm. right. Right. It's, a, it's a tough job, I think, for black people in government, in a lot of these elite positions even. Mm -hmm. It's tough. So I think we've got to show more grace. We show so much more grace to a middle-aged white man yeah. when he makes a mistake. Because along the way, we're going we're gonna to do that. We're not perfect, mm. but we don't oh show God. that grace. Right. So you true. should have prepared me. I didn't yeah. know we were going there. <laughs> <laughs> we never know where we were going there. We never know. Yeah. Boss man, this is triggering, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be over in the corner. Sorry. <laughs> Oh like going God. through withdrawals and shit. <laughs> yeah. But let me also just, you know, put this out on the record. If it wasn't for my experience mm -hmm. in government, right. I also wouldn't be who I am today. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. A thousand like percent. The the deep connections that you build, mm -hmm. the the leadership that you learn from, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not even kidding. If you haven't worked in the public sector, you're not going to know how to really better change your community. Yeah. yeah. You need That's to know how resources are spread. Mm -hmm. You need to know who applies to these resources. What are some of the, not just on the policy level right now, but what are the systemic issues and barriers that are facing and that affected us 50 years ago and we're still seeing the effects right now. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like we keep talking about, oh yeah, pro you know, there's a lot of prosperity and it's true, but there's people telling you like prosperity is bypassing us. Mm -hmm. If you don't Absolutely. know... The why, you're not going to be able to look into that mm -hmm. sector, that type of, um, those groups. You're not going to be able to do that. And I think working in government, and I started off as an intern, and they turned around and gave me my first job. We're mm -hmm. like, we want you here. Mm -hmm. There's something special, like you said. Yeah. Um, and I said, yes, why not? Um, and I stuck around for six years. Mm -hmm. And I did a ton of, I mean, we worked hand in hand. That yeah, was, we did. Those are fun days. Yeah, we did. That was fun. <laughs> oh, my God. That was fun. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that was, um, I don't know, I have like the, the most, you know, heartfelt respect and experience and love um, for people that I worked with. But there's, like I said, there's going to be, what it, I think Obama might have said this, whatever you, ha whatever you do, there's going to be 20% of people who will try to be haters because mm -hmm. they want to be you. Yeah. That's going to happen. When yeah. you don't have haters, I guess, you know, That's maybe the mm -hmm. there's right. something there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the crazy thing, too, I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I talk about this, like, some of my own challenges working in government and such, and uh, and you, you're a thousand percent spot on, though, you know, because while, yes, there, there were some challenges, right, uh, if it wasn't for me being in that space, I don't think I would be the person that I am today. Yeah. You know, I'm very extremely I mean, you and I even kind of met because of, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm so internally grateful 
uh, to the individuals that, you know, gave me an opportunity um, mm-hmm. being there because, because again, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. I've met the, all of the relationships, the social capital that we always talk yeah. about, mm-hmm. about developing. I, a lot of that was developed during That's my time right. in, in working in government. Mm-hmm. I would say 90% of it was developed while I was working in government, mm-hmm. you know, and I just leveraged that stuff outside of government mm-hmm. to kind of help me in that transition period. Right. So, um, but yeah, I'd like, you know, I'll joke and, you know, part of it is not joking because like it, it was definitely some internal issues and challenges and such. Um, and just not feeling like um, I'm being valued or my, or I'm, you know, be, really being used to my, you know, you know, to the best of my abilities and such. Uh, but I, I cannot take that away from, you know, the, my time working in public service and working in government. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of, you know, I'm tapped in still, you know what I mean? I'm still working with folks who are just... You're on, Jamil Cruz. Yeah, folks, come on, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, um, but it's, but, and I think, I always tell people, you know, some of the most important um, um, relationships that you can have with people are politicians yeah. and people who work in the public sector. And one other thing, good advice is, because it's okay to pivot in your career. Like, yeah. there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with mm-hmm. that. People mm-hmm. think it's like end of be all the minute you say, I'm, you know, I'm mm-hmm. leaving this thing. But the way you enter, I mean, sorry, the way you exit the company or whatever you're with is just as important as the way you oh, enter. Oh, absolutely. Sure. And people forget that. Yeah. People just be like, oh, you know, I'm on my feelings. And yeah, they go, and they go out guns yeah. blazing. No. And I'm just like, right. you can't do that. Like, and that's, you know, when I left, I left on a, on, on a high note, right? Like, I, I went and I had conversations with, you know, higher ups and such, you know, went to their homes. You know, I'm talking to them like, listen, I appreciate this opportunity that you gave me. You know, I think it's time for me to to transition. You know, and to this day, I still have amazing relationships with everybody in government. You know, w- w- most of the people I work with in government, <laughs> most <laughs> of the people. Some people, I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, I can kick rocks forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, but other people, I'm just yeah. like, you know, those folks that, like I said, those ones that really gave me and extended that hand at Olive Branch, mm-hmm. I have amazing relationships with. It's mm-hmm. just it's the it's the workers. You know, th- those people that mm-hmm. you talk about, the people who who just try to hate on you, you know, they yeah. hate on your, your talents yeah. and everything like that. But. And there's nothing they can do to kind of reduce yeah. your worth. It's like, you just no, kind of keep your not. head up. And then the people who are actually there will see, you know, they'll see through that even. Yeah. Like when the little minions say something. Yeah. But it's crazy. You got to just throw say like, years. Oh, I always knew that you were. Get out of here. Who was that oh when I was God. there? You know? that's, that's too funny. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, you know. You, big lesson learned. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, mm-hmm. had that time in government, mm-hmm. and then you know, this then COVID am- hit. Then COVID hit. Really, that's what changed things for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. COVID hit. Um, so, I mean, I've I be- I was there for about six years, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I kind of reached the point where I thought I've learned so many things. I don't feel at this point I'm making the impact that I would like right. to have. Right. So I had to make that selfish decision because I don't think anyone saw it coming. I had a great healthcare plan. Mm-hmm. I was oh, getting paid man, well. I missed that. Things were fine. <laughs> I had a I great boss. <laughs> I mean, I had a, a community who loved me. The mayor was asking me to represent the city of Buffalo mm-hmm. at conferences. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, wow. it was the optimum of my career. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Being in a position where then I decided to pivot, like that was really hard, and I really didn't know if that was the best thing. And it doesn't even matter where I went. It was that I was ready to move on and do something different. Yeah. And I think it's so important to just risk it a little bit and say, I have to be in a growth mindset. Do I feel like the things that I'm doing right now is elevating me to that next 
that next chapter of my yeah, life? Yeah. Or am I still kind of going through that same motion and you have that same routine? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you become comfortable. When you become comfortable, unfortunately, yeah, you, stop, yeah. Com- yeah. you become complacent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And yeah. COVID hit and my God, like, I realized there's something called work from home. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's the thing. Oh, we, yeah. you know, not in government, it's not. <laughs> I yeah. tell you, yeah. not in government. Oh my uh, God. I mean, I would always say government is like the optimum of innovation, but mm-hmm. when, when, when it hit, I started looking around and I'm like, how is government dealing with it? It's not just like a Buffalo thing, but generally speaking, mm-hmm. nobody had ever worked from home before. Like mm-hmm. that wasn't even an option. It's like, mm-hmm. wait, yeah. we're in the public sector. How yeah. would you do that? Um, obviously, long term wise, you don't, you know, it's not logical. But in that second, I think we went from, you know, the governor saying shut down fifty percent, eighty percent, and then I think on a Friday at twelve o'clock it was like a hundred percent. Everybody, the workforce got to go home. And I remember just going home thinking, well, I can't do my work anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I did anything for like a week and a half, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying, what can I do? Some of the things that we did was just on the ground, like, you know, supporting people who couldn't go, to, you know, do the groceries. But the bulk of my job, really anything I did for my, I couldn't do it because there was no computer access. Um, And then it backtracked. And then I think, you know, we realized how important it is to invest in technology, how important it is for people to have the flexibility to be able to do remote work, Mm -hmm. to see that people can collaborate outside of an office setting. Mm -hmm. Like you can have meaningful conversations and meetings without that face-to-face interaction. Mm -hmm. There's different ways. Yeah. And then when that happens, I thought, wow, I feel much more efficient. Now I'm not having 1,500 people knock on my door no. and have those conversations oh. for no reason. Mm-hmm. I'm actually doing my job and finishing it up, you know. And I realized, shit, this is not even a 40-hour job anymore. Mm-hmm. I became, <laughs> I was able to do laundry, <laughs> I was able to cook, <laughs> clean, be a mom, multitask, be able to pick up and drop off my kids on time, did my job even more effectively, mm-hmm. wow. co- managed to collaborate like in a heartbeat because now you're doing the Zoom and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm missing the mark in this. This might be a time where I need to do something different. Mm -hmm. And the people that were most affected by COVID were small businesses. Mm -hmm. Right? Like when you think about the economy-wise. And I knew in my day-to-day job, I didn't really work with small businesses. Mm -hmm. I kind of touched on workforce, expanding the economy, things like that. But it was like at that 300,000 level, it's never the... Who's on the ground? Mm-hmm. Why is the business owner's doors shutting down today? Yeah, yeah. mom and pops. Yeah. yeah, like I'm an entrepreneur. I have an idea. Where do I go? What are the barriers those that entrepreneur faces? Mm-hmm. I didn't do some of those things. In hindsight, some of the things that prepared me, however, for my planning degree, my master's thesis, I did a study on all the support programs and services, uh, like for small business and entrepreneurs here in Western New York. Wow. And I made the conclusion that I was never going to work for any of them. I swear to God. That's my thesis. Like, I should give you all a cup. It's great. <laughs> and so I thought, well, I can't work in the business sector because I know how. I looked at the Buffalo Billion. I looked at some of the federal aid monies that were being dispersed. I looked at how some of the nonprofits were running. And I just identified, like, so many gaps. I'm like, Ugh, I'm, not gonna, I'm not a hero to save any things, but I can't work for these companies. And I was thinking of kind of completely pivoting to a point where I was going to work for like a planning firm maybe to just do more of the design stuff and leave the whole economy stuff. Lo and behold, I called my mentor and I said, hey, I think I'm ready to pivot. Um, 
and in my mind, long-term wise, I know I'm thinking about policy. I think you probably know that. Mm. Um, and I said, hey, I want to be a policymaker at some point because I've seen how government runs. It's important that you have the right folks at the oh. realm that mm -hmm. can really allow good policies to pass. Yeah. Because it's no good saying we're going to invest in this and that if there isn't a policy that allows those companies, those individuals to thrive. But I said, before I do that, I got to have a different experience. Mm -hmm. My mentor said to me, well, yeah, you do. You can't just go from public sector to public sector to public sector. You've got to go in the private sector and mm -hmm. figure some of this stuff out. I'm like, yeah, but I have a thesis here where I know a lot of these companies are really not in a position where I want to work for them. Where do I go? Mm -hmm. um, in the mix of all of that, he introduced me to somebody called Matt Enstis. Um, and Matt Enstis was and really is the champion who, to begin with, brought E4L to this community yeah. here. Um, and honestly, E4L is just like there's a lot of national companies. E4L just happens to be the one that he brought, in my opinion. Mm. Okay. Um, and then I got introduced to Kyrie. Shout out to my boy. Again. I thought his name was yeah. Kyrie the first time I saw him. This is Kyrie. <laughs> I Kyrie, thought it was Kyrie Stevens. My God. Shout out to my brother. First we always all, talking about him on this pod. I don't know why. Shout out we to might his have dad. To... Oh, oh his oh. dad is hot. See? Yeah. We're married. <laughs> we can look, okay? Hey. Let me fall out here. Yeah. Yes. His dad is hot and he's tall. Man. Okay. That's my guy, too. And Kyrie has two names. His name is Marseille, also. Yeah. 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 Do you, yeah. I know I'm going to go on a tangent, but I had lunch with Kyrie one time. This was before I knew him as Marseille. Mm. And my friend texts me and says, Juaria, now you're, you know, you're friends with my friend. You should have told me you were out with Marseille. And I'm like, I don't know no Marseille. <laughs> oh, I was not with <laughs> And she sends me a picture. And I'm like, oh, that's Marseille? I knew yeah. him as Kyrie. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to Kyria. <laughs> Kyria. <laughs> had to get his dad on the podcast or something. Oh my always God. talking about hey. it. I, me and Avians can host itself. I mean, because <laughs> we don't need you yeah. at that point. We won't need you. You let me know. Savages. I'm available. Savages. Savages. <laughs> Savages. <laughs> do you have the schedule out yet or no? <laughs> I don't know. Let's add him up. I don't know. We don't, we don't do schedules. I'm friends. Anyways, I'm friends on Facebook. Who are you So... <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hey. How you doing? Yeah. Okay, so Ephra. <laughs> Is that what we're talking so, about? So yeah, we're talking about Ephra. You know, I got into get off track, bro. Like, on? So so anyway, they they bring me on board and they say, Hey, Juaria, we think you should be the person leading this effort. Um and there were two main reasons I agreed to it. Um and at some point, I hope to really do my own spin-off. I'm not even going to lie. Mm. Um, it was about the biggest issue I had with some of the other companies where if there was a program, the program wasn't free of charge. To, or if it was a free of charge, it was a certain point. So it would be two weeks of free of charge, and then it's $90 fee, for instance, going forward. You can't afford that if you're just an average person. Um, another issue was the number of folks that the companies would take. And sometimes it's like a 200 people they would deal with. And then you just get like your little certification that mm -hmm. says, you know, here's your participation credit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you're not at a position where you're ready to build and launch something. Um, and without sounding like, I don't want to sound too cocky about it, but a lot of the other E4L markets are not even the same as Buffalo. Mm. A lot of them don't have 15 entrepreneurs. We had 15 entrepreneurs on our first cycle. Mm -hmm. Our target was just let's recruit eight companies that we work with, eight entrepreneurs, and let's launch. I'm like, hell no. Why would we do that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, we're going to do this. We're going to go full blown. Yeah, we're going to get yeah. 15. Mm 
Um, and that's kind of where we started doing some of the events in the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was just, and people were like, what is E4ALL? They thought it was environmental for all. <laughs> yeah. But people didn't know <laughs> yep. it. Um, so we had a lot of fun. Oh, my God. And I think what really, really helped was 99% of people who signed up would say, I signed up because you were leading this mm-hmm. effort. I signed up because when I saw the word entrepreneurship and you next to it, it was like, who's this black Muslim girl talking about this? Let me find out what's up. I think I can, you know, I can learn from this. Um, and I'm not, like I said, a middle-aged white man. I'm not. But you think about the definition of entrepreneurship, it's usually someone who's heading towards Silicon Valley. No one's talking about mm-hmm. small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it was a big challenge. So kind of overcoming that culture, um, branding it, and using my own flavor and saying, hey, you can turn your dream into a business. You are the defi- You are what an entrepreneur looks like. I think that's really what elevated and accelerated a lot of this for us. Mm-hmm. And that's important. If you're going to put, if you're going to add, say, for example, recycling. You don't see someone like us leading a recycling effort. Right. Hence, there is that ripple effect of a lot of people really just not understanding it or wanting to engage in recycling, for instance. You need people that can speak your language, that understand your culture, that break those little you know social cues that will actually understand you and be on your level that will bring you in and say you be part of this you be part of that and i think honestly that's that's how we were able to create the family mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so um it was a privilege to come on as the first person even when i did not knowing anything about it mm-hmm. but then it was even more so important to build the trust with the people and give them an opportunity to say this program is for you you want to start a business this company, through the tools that we're using, we can help you. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I want to you know, give a lot of credit to Matt and Kyrie because um, they're the ones that said, hey, I really thought I was working for Matt and Kyrie when I first signed <laughs> up. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know there was like a whole national company. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, it's not Matt and Kyrie. Um, but they, and especially Kyrie, my God, like that man will, he's a champion. He's a freaking hero here <laughs> in Buffalo. Um, <laughs> And then there's his, there's his dad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> keep talking about his dad. Every podcast. Well, so, Every podcast. Okay, we get it. Eve Ross. <laughs> I, I, I would definitely say this, though, because when I was introduced to Eve Raw for the second cohort around, I kid you not, is exactly what you said. When I saw you, I was like, okay, I'll do it. Because, and, and the thing about it is, like, you know, we didn't know each other or anything like yeah, that, but I, I heard great things about you, and and I know the work and the heart that you have with everything that you do. So, when I saw you as the executive director, I said, oh, maybe this will work. Honestly, mm-hmm. like, I yeah. said, maybe this will work because I saw you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And then I think when you signed up, or really anyone else, you start seeing people that look like you, that shared experience with you. Right. You think about all these other spaces, like I'm thinking about my grad school or any of those other stuff. Chances were we weren't, the people in my cohort, we weren't bumping into the same grocery store. Mm -hmm. We weren't hanging out in the same parking lots. Mm -hmm. We weren't from that same thing. Like we were coming, taking these classes together. And then after that, we're, you know, we're different. But when you see people that look like you in the program, you're kicking it with them professionally and you're kicking it with them personally. Mm -hmm. And that's how you grow your pocket. And that's how a lot of other folks thrive. Mm-hmm. It's not just a business business, I'm your mentor. No, it's you have a life coach. You have Social a capital. Yeah, it's yeah. You, that deeper connection. That means they're invested in you and your growth outside of anything else. 
You see the and thing that threads do. this thing together? Mm-hmm. Every podcast? Mm-hmm. Social capital. Yeah. yeah. It's the thing that threads everything together. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the foundation. Yes. Yeah. You know, and the one thing I love about, um, you know, this program, everything that you just said, uh, but I want to speak specifically, you know, to Aviance's experience because I know prior to her getting in there, you know, Aviance didn't come with a wealth of uh, business background or business experience or anything like that. And for her to be able to, uh, to go through this accelerator, um, do extremely well, you know, come out, you know, as one of the top companies mm-hmm. in the accelerator, yes. you know, I think it, it really speaks to uh, just the value that the company Absolutely. brings, yes. right? Yes. Um, and this is why it's important for people uh, to make sure that they are taking advantage of opportunities like Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because... As I say all the time, we miss 100% of the shots that we don't take. And oftentimes people, they want to be in these positions to be in business for themselves, be an entrepreneur, or want to scale their business that they already have. Sometimes they just need the resources or or what have you. They need the the people connection, that social capital. Mm -hmm. And a program like eFraud provides all of that. Yeah. On top and of, it's free. and it's free, right. and they give you, you know, if you do, you do oh really well, goodness. you can get some capital for your business, yep. right? And and then <laughs> what, what you do, what you do, again, I, I spoke about this earlier, leverage, right? You take all the things that you've learned, all of the knowledge and the, and the resources and the education that you learn within EFRAW, mm-hmm. how do you leverage that now mm-hmm. outside of, because EFRAW is not going to be the end all be all for you, Aviance. No, it's mm-hmm. not. It's just it's a not. stepping stone. That's, that's just it. a stepping yeah, stone. Yeah, that's right. it. So how do you right. take what you've been able to, you, what you've been able to accomplish mm-hmm. and leverage that for bigger opportunities outside? Because I'm connecting the dots too. I'm like, wow, I, I got to set up a system where I can be my own CEO mm-hmm. and have my own company yep. mm-hmm. and do this work. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, you got to be the person who knows the why, not just the how to do it, but there's a saying, what is the one who knows the, no, those who know how will always work for those who know why. Mm -hmm. Isn't that deep? I don't know Mm -hmm. who said it. I want to quote the person, but I don't know. (laughs) I said it. Yeah. (laughs) You know who did say it? I said it. No. Curious that. Curious People are gonna think he sponsored this podcast yeah. today. I'm like, it's just curious that guy. Hey, yeah, mm-hmm. I might have can seen we show him. a picture maybe no. while this is being don't worry. <laughs> just him a nice yeah. cash app. Hey, yeah. we've been uh, promoting you. In yeah, case you this wanna... angle. Come, put it up here. Just put this picture up right here. <laughs> Move right along. That's Move right fine. along. That's fine. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I look at Jamil. I mean, Jamil was, you know, he was working. He had this job, and at the same time, you launched your business. Mm-hmm. You never thought, let me just continue working for somebody forever. Right? Oh, no. Absolutely yeah. Not. And yeah. it's it's not the same. Yeah. When you're your own boss, your own CEO, that's really when you can have the, you can make the biggest stride. Yeah. You know? And that's where I saw my my whole life to mm-hmm. shift, started to shift. Yeah. When I, when I turned that switch from being just a, a worker or an employee to, you know, to someone who's you know, in the driver's seat of my own yeah. destiny. Yeah. That's when everything just started switching. Now, mind you, I still work for someone right now. I still mm-hmm. have a the yeah, nine to five right, job, which right. you know, yeah. which I'm forever grateful for. Hey, healthcare benefits. Healthcare. Right. I mean, and I mean, it's an it's an <laughs> yeah. incredible company to work yeah, for. It is. Um, just they're just great, and I have a lot of flexibility there as well. Mm-hmm. So they they sometimes allow me the space, you know, to be able to do these things, and I've and I've been able to do extremely well yeah. <laughs> outside of my nine to five. Yeah, you know, yeah. so because yeah. I know at some point. As much as I love them, as much as I love them, I'm not going to be there forever. 
Right. Yeah, and I, and I damn sure don't plan That's on working for anybody else ever again. Yeah. You know, this is it. Like this job that I have right, this is it this for is me. It. Yeah. Yeah. You know, after this, this is it's, it's all it's all on me after this point. You know what I mean? So, um, but I, I feel like that I've I positioned myself, you know, and I've leveraged a lot of the opportunities that, that have come, come my way and a lot of the resources that I've that I've gained, the education that I've learned mm-hmm. to be able to when it when it's time for me to make that that shift. Yeah. Oh, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. jumping and I'm jumping like head first. <laughs> nice. yeah, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, you gotta do that. You gotta whatever you are in life, like you gotta learn the tools. And you gotta connect the dots, and you gotta figure out a way that you can do better. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll say this, Drew. Before we wrap up, you are a person who is very resourceful, and I, I feel that everyone in Buffalo, regardless of what it is that they want to do, you will be a great person. If and I know you don't have time to talk to everyone, mm-hmm. but you are just a really great resource. So I would really love for our first generation family to know, you know, how can they contact you i don't know if you want to be contacted yeah. but or what, what what are some resources that's probably out in buffalo that we probably don't even know about some gems and treasures or anything like that so anything that you want to share at all so you are a very good resource number one <laughs> they should follow this podcast <laughs> well thank say you that. <laughs> comment subscribe, subscribe. There you go. Like, share. <laughs> come on now bring back who you know we we're just talking about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who we trying to bring back who are we gonna bring up next to Mel? Uh, I wish what, what, he. I what, wish he. WWW what? What's the website? WWW Curious Daddy. Curious Daddy. He's gonna hate this. I love it. Oh, I love throwing his in his face. Oh my god. Oh yeah. But I mean, I'm a I'm a social butterfly. I'm available on LinkedIn. You know, you name it, all the socials, etc. But. The reality is um, I'm a connector. So if it's not me that's able to support somebody, I'm going to find someone else that can mm-hmm. support them. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the way that I see it is I don't look at other people who look like me as my competition. It's not. And that's the biggest toxic issue that we have. It's we think there's only room for one. Yeah. We don't realize that we can all win. Mm-hmm. And that's how, you know, the tide rises. Mm-hmm. So we got to get out of that mentality. Um, so for me, it's really just, you know, reach out some of the things that I'm really good at, of course, the business side of things now. Um, but when it comes to, you know, design planning, I, I have a strong arm in that too. Um, my folks in government, the, you know, the politicians, Jamil, even, you know, you, I met you, you do, you do a lot. Oh. Yeah. You're doing a lot. <laughs> Listen, all your backend stuff, you know who to call, but, um, just find a way to connect, um, and I'm going to be there. I mean, I'm a new mom now. I'm a mom for the first time all over again. <laughs> so give me some grace you know, if I don't respond back. But my hope is um, really, in, really as I think you kind of knew this, but, like, I have a plan. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of executing that plan. Mm-hmm. And every opportunity I've had so far is kind of leading up to that for me. Yeah. That's good. Um, but what I've learned in the mix of all of that is you've got to have something that you can call your own. Something that you can fall back on. You need to have your own cushion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't have that, unfortunately, but we need to build that. Find a side hustle. If you're skilled at something, do it. Mm-hmm. Just start doing it. it. There's yeah. a way to monetize it. You know what I mean? So I'm still learning. I don't think I know it all. Um, you should never reach that point where you know it all anyway. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then you've got to find a new circle, right? Yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm. So I'm still learning, but I'm excited about you know just having the right people around me, having the right mentors. Um, I have mentors that are older than me and mentors that are younger than me. 
And there's a reason for that. Because mm-hmm. um, you can learn so much from the young people. Oh, oh what? Man, yeah. I can't they even keep They keep me up. young. Yeah. Seriously, I can't <laughs> keep, keep me up. young. That found Man. me youth. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so find that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. that find that energy and don't be scared to pivot. Like, it's okay to walk away from something and say, you know what? I'm going to start from scratch. I'm going to redirect my shit. I'm going to do this in a different way. Yeah. So, I mean, you'll be hearing some nice announcements from me. Soon, Listen, so. I'm, I, I feel very I'm privileged excited. that I'm, <laughs> I'm privy to, you know, some of these things that might be mm-hmm. coming coming through the pipeline pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm really excited, you know, yeah. about some, you know, all of the things that you're doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, things that's coming yep. um, in in the, uh, in, this, in the near future, <laughs> um, and it's only going to be things that's going to be you know for the betterment, um, just for you and your mm-hmm. family and 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 just our community overall, you yeah. know. So uh, I'm just I, I just really yeah. look forward to your what's next, you know, because yeah. uh, yeah. I know it's going to be a very special what's yeah. next. Yeah, thanks yeah. for being in my pocket, guys. I yeah. love you. Thanks I'm for not, coming. Thanks so much for sharing your back. story. Well, listen. Jueria, we thank you so much for uh, yes. just being the, the, a light in this world. Yeah, you are absolutely a light, and I'm so grateful to call you a friend. Uh, you know, you are someone that I look up to, even someone who's I'm a little older than you. Um, but are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna throw this mic at you. <laughs> but I, I, I absolutely look up to you, um, and just I'm just yeah. always in awe of just just how yeah. amazing you are. Absolutely. You know, so. And our babies are the same age. Yes, now. they are. We're gonna like, have some play dates soon. You know, so because <laughs> yeah. the other two are old. Yeah, they ain't trying to. Have no, no. Like no. right. Boys, you know, I'm so. a new mom. <laughs> yeah. New dad over here. You know, so, but yeah. no, thank you so much, River. We really appreciate. Thanks for you. having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks and thank you guys for uh, attending and viewing another. Mm-hmm. Let me start that again. Cut that part right. We there. hope we yeah, made them laugh. Please. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Thank you guys again for another episode of We Are the Ones podcast. Make sure that you follow us on all of the major streaming platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're on Audible, and we're all over. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, we are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hit us up on Facebook at We Are the Ones podcast. Also on Instagram at We Are the Ones podcast. Website coming soon too. It's oh. FYI. Website is coming soon. Oh, new news Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and last but not least, of course, make sure that you guys follow us. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure that you yes. like, comment. You know, we need that love, y'all. So we appreciate. Definitely. And for everybody who's been tuning in and leaving those comments, those beautiful comments. Man, y'all, thank you so man, much. Thank the y'all. text messages that we get, yeah, it's, it's I, so I still amazing. have to come up with, with a way to just show you guys, like, the impact that this podcast has been having. It's been amazing. Thank you guys for the love. It's a lot of love, man. So we appreciate y'all. Thank y'all again. So make sure you keep winning on purpose because you're the one we've been waiting for. Thanks for checking out another episode of We Are The Ones Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and listen to our podcast on any of your favorite streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and even on Audible. And then make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram at We Are The Ones Podcast. And make sure you subscribe, like, comment, and share. Because remember, you are not just the one. We are the ones.